Hello, and welcome to Collab Gab, a podcast all about music collaborations you love to remember and those you hope to hear. This is your host, AC, and I'm back after a bit of a hiatus. As you may know by now, I love music, and so of course, this is an exciting day for me because I have so much music to discuss, and to kick it off, I have my friend LB here today. Hi, AC. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yes. I can't wait to talk about the song that you want to talk about. I know. Me too. Um, So I'm so thrilled to have you on the show. And LB has a bit of a unique viewpoint of music overall because of her background working for the symphony. Um, And also you have somebody in your family who has a very serious um, commitment to music. So my background is um, I'm a classically trained violinist. I've been studying and playing and um, just taking in music since I was three. And so I like to, and I also have perfect pitch, which in like from a, a musical ear perspective, it's, it's very unique to have, and I feel like those who have perfect pitch just process music in a different way. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Apparently, so, if you're a musician, that is... Like, it's a good thing. It's The a, best it's, thing it's that good. you can have. Yeah, it's celebrated. <laughs> it's quite a talent. It's, yeah, it's... Ta- like, I could hear a note and just tell you what it is in a matter of seconds. I can hear a song and tell you the key in a few seconds as well, and I'm kind of... I'm probably rusty at this point, but I could do it. Like it's, it's still there. It's just a natural inherent thing. But going back even further, my grandfather was an opera singer and music. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. So music has been a part of, a big part of my life, you know, even from just like a very young age. And my mom always, growing up, she played piano. My grandma played piano um, and she always wanted to play the violin and so she started me and my sister at a very young age on the violin. Because you both play still, yes, right? Yes. Yeah. And so the rest is kind of history. It's not what I do today, but um, I happen to be married to a violist who is a professional musician and has, you know, done very well in his career. And he performs in the Phoenix Symphony. And um, yeah, we just we we have very different musical tastes. We've talked about this before. Yes, yeah. yes. Very music, different musical tastes, but um, but we find common interests in in different types of classical music and non-classical music too. Well, so. and that's okay because then it probably helps you discover music that you would never discover totally. and vice versa. Yeah. Matt is really into, like an example of that, he's really into Bob Dylan. Okay. And he's French Canadian. He grew up in Canada and from a very young age, like his dad always performed uh, or, or just exposed them to classical music. But he also exposed Matt to Bob Dylan. And very different from each I other know. and very random. I know. But Matt just loves Bob Dylan. He loves like the lyrics and yeah. the approach and how unique it is. Well, there's and a lot of storytelling. Yeah, exactly. So that's like one, that's one artist that I've come to really appreciate. It's not my favorite. I like Bob D- I like, I, I see what my husband sees in him. Yeah. So yeah. Good. That's I'm, just an example. I'm glad that you're able to see the love that he has for him and yeah. why. Yeah. There is nobody like him. I know. Agreed. 
well, that I, you've provided some background that I actually didn't know. So that's great. <laughs> new facts. <laughs> new facts. But you definitely have a, especially with Perfect Pitch, you have a great perspective. So I'm even more excited to talk today. So I have a question that is unrelated to the artist that we're talking about today. But this is just something I wanted to ask you. And with your music taste um, versus your husband's mm-hmm. music taste and mine, which is all over the map. Yeah. Okay. So you get in your car in the morning and you think, I want to hear two new songs. What do you want to hear? What are what song right now? You can tell me one. It doesn't have to be two. Yeah. What song right now is putting a spring in your step? And oh maybe it isn't new, like I said, but it's really adding character to your drive. Oh, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. So, um, you know what's so interesting, and I don't know if you found this to AC, but um, I have recently started a side business and like a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And within that, I, I've had to, and my business partner, we've had to really explore like how we're promoting ourselves on social media. And I have found so many amazing audio clips by, through other, like other, um, plat- like uh-huh. other, other pages, like other people's stories and like, just like I literally, yeah. I could spend hours just watching reels and just taking it all in. Yes. And I found like really cool, like really cool music through reels yes. on Instagram. All the time. And yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Because if I, so if I go on whatever platform it is, predominantly Instagram, right. TikTok, which I'm not as familiar with. I just made my first TikTok. I don't know if it's our generation. <laughs> I don't know. We're kind of on the cusp of that. But I agree with exactly what you're saying because there's so much on there that you didn't know about and those artists have been discovered because of those platforms. It goes back and actually there's something we're going to talk about today that has to do with discovery on a platform. It's incredible what these artists have at their fingertips. So Mm -hmm. if they're about to make it, that can really push them over the edge. Totally. So you're discovering music that you might have heard on a radio station 30 years ago, whereas now there's all these different channels, not literally channels on the radio, but channel communication channels to hear about them. Right. There's so much opportunity for these artists because of it. Of course, there's so many that don't make it, but Mm -hmm. for those that are have the audience and it just needs that little push to push them over the edge it's incredible and if I mean if their audio goes viral Uh and it starts trending I mean it just the rest just takes itself from there oh absolutely it's 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 a game changer but it's just it's interesting like you ask about what's your favorite song on the radio because I mean and I feel like our lives are so different now but you know because we're not driving as much but but true. But at the same time, like there's other ways that we're discovering new musical content, mm-hmm. and it's just it's the timeliness of that question is so interesting. So to answer it, I have um, I discovered, and I know this is very popular, but it's just a really cool. Um, it's a song "Heat Waves" mm-hmm. by I think it's Glass Animals. Okay, I've um, I've seen that. Yeah, and it's just that like a, artist. It's just like a super chill song. I don't know too much about the artist, but that's like one of the audios that I picked up off of Instagram, and okay. it's just it's a really cool song. I know that it's gotten super popular, and um, I don't know. It's just. It doesn't. It's kind of like a chill song, so it doesn't give me a spring in my step. But when I hear it, 
it, like it has a really cool beat to it. Yeah. And so I think um, I think Glass Animals is a British. Yes, group, they're British. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, definitely one that I need to listen to. Okay. And it's, it might be something that I've heard, but just don't know that I've heard it. Right. Which happens I think a lot. You, I think you've heard it. You just don't know yeah. that that's what I'm talking about. What's interesting is yeah. I have a um, music subscription in my car, so I can listen to all of these different channels, and I keep it going every year because I can't get enough of it. I learn about so many new artists on there on the different channels that wow. I listen to. Some are very specific to my favorite kind of music, which is hip-hop and R&B. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, so, um, but then there's other stations where I'm learning about these artists that I might not have discovered by listening to a top 40 station on a radio in my car mm-hmm. with the same 10 songs. Even though it's top 40, you usually hear right. the same 10 songs over and over again, and totally. so I'm not discovering, quote-unquote, new music. Yeah. They have a rotating playlist mm-hmm. and which is great so that you understand or that you learn the words to the song. I know. Because <laughs> you're gonna again. hear it twenty times. You might hate the song at first and then realize, oh, this is really catchy and I know every word, even though I don't like it. Yeah. Um, or vice versa. You might like the song, hear it so many times and then hate it after. Yeah. And there's another song that we're gonna talk about later in this episode that is one of those. Where okay. you heard it. Every second, everyone was singing it, but it has to do with the song in comparison to the song that we're talking about today. Okay. So on this episode today, we're going to get into your favorite past musical collaboration and really dive in and talk about the artists. But first, I have another quick question. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Has there ever been a song, this is just to kickstart everything, has there ever been a song that made you sing so loud and animated while in your car so that people in the car next to you are staring at you like WTF. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, I don't think I've gotten that, like, lively and singing in my car recently. Because you're not driving as much. Right. But anything that is, like, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys that were, like, the... Well, you're preaching to the choir. I know. I know I am. But this is what gets me going. Where you truly... The, the lyrics are ingrained in your in your memory. They'll never leave. And <laughs> no, they will not. They will they're just there because, you know, their music was like there in such a pivotal time. Like yes. we were what in high school ish. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> yes. Like um, middle yes, middle school. Okay. Middle so school. like we're both millennials, yes. right? Okay. So like middle school, high school. Yes. It was such a big part of your life at the time. To me, Backstreet Boys and InSync. It's, they had, and, and plus AC. I don't know how many hits they all had. I, I mean, mean, again, you're preaching okay, to the choir. So I could tell you, like, we could sit here for four hours and exactly. talk about NSYNC. So. And we could listen to all the songs uh-huh. and just. That would be so fun. That would be fun. What a day. We, I know. <laughs> what a day that would be for me. Although, let's, it's not to say that I don't do that sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that just, and it was funny because when I, when I turned, oh gosh, when I turned 32 a few years ago, um, my best friends took me to a um, like an InSync and Backstreet Boys like tribute night. Oh, I remember when you went to that. Yes, at a club downtown, and we had so much fun. And I mean, and it was like they battled each other. So the DJ like battled. That NSYNC. is my dream. I remember you we went to that. that. I wanted to go. They do it sometimes yeah. still, and I okay. bet you it's back. Well, let's get sitters and let's let's go do I that. I love it. <laughs> okay, we're going to look this up in a yeah. little bit. But that, it, it just took me back and it was easy to answer your question because 
He just belted out all the lyrics and it was just, it was the funnest night ever. It, it and it is. was like so nostalgic. It was great. So real quick, um, this is going to be a different episode because I have a lot to say about this, obviously, because I'm the biggest fan. But when I went to the NSYNC star ceremony, so when they got their star yeah. on the Walk of Fame yeah. in LA, was wall-to-wall NSYNC fans in the street singing the lyrics, waiting for them to come out. And it's like, as a, it's nostalgic, but as mm-hmm. a very dedicated and serious NSYNC fan, mm-hmm. you you couldn't, I couldn't grasp the feeling that I had being there with all of these fans who had experienced the exact same thing in every, in, in all these different places. Right, right. At different points in their lives. I mean, it, when I say it gave me the chills, like, of course I cried, and but everybody <laughs> did. Like, it was just the weirdest moment to be I bet. there I bet. with all of these fans of, of a group that hasn't been together for years, but brings so much joy to people. Right. So, yes, that yeah. is a great, a great example of something that would make you sing yes. very loud in your car. Yes. Um, and you know who likes <clears throat> NSYNC and Backstreet Boys is my seven-year-old. Or no, I know. Yeah, you, she We've talked it. about this. It is yeah. the best. She well, think it. about it. We love bands from the 70s and the 80s that our parents, the 70s, mm-hmm. 60s, that our parents listen to yeah. that we've grown up with. We right. don't think twice about that. And so mm-hmm. now it's kind of at that point, sadly, coming for us. Circle. Yeah. Okay, so to get us back on track a bit with the car situation and someone witnessing you singing. that ha- It happened to me one time. I was on driving to my first job just out of college. And the song The Climb by Miley Cyrus had just come out, but I knew every word. It is so catchy oh, and yes. so good. Mm-hmm. And I was driving and I'm, when I say I was singing it, I mean, it was like, I took it to another level. I was by myself too, which is even more embarrassing, but also not embarrassing because I was having a great time Oh, I and bet you were. <laughs> at 7.30 in the morning driving on the freeway. And these two guys were literally driving right next to me for who knows how long watched the whole thing. And when oh we got gosh. to a stoplight, I happened to look over and they both were hysterically laughing I will never forget that. It oh, was I just bet. ridiculous. Oh my gosh. I okay. love it. So let's talk about your favorite collab of the moment. It's a few years old. So let's let's get to it. Tell us who it is. I really like the collaboration with Calvin Harris. So DJ, right? Yes. Um, and I really like the song Feels. So we have Katy Perry, who's doing a majority of the vocals, right? Pharrell and Big Sean. And so it's, I mean, it's, I guess she's majority. She's more like the, it's like a, the it's lyrics, like, you know, like the, the melody. She carries the melody. Let's say she plays but, an integral part in yes, it. Yes. Yeah. But I really like the vibe of that song. I think, I think it was part of, a, I think it was just a single. I don't think it was part of an album, although I could be wrong. I like the singers. There's great production talent behind it. Which we're going to get. Right. With too. Pharrell and, you know, many others. Um. But I really, in general, I really like DJ and artist collaborations. And there's been a lot more that we could probably talk about, but I wanted to focus on this one today. So here's something really interesting, and I was going to talk about this later. So as far as production goes, you probably, and so did I, I always thought that the Neptunes, which we'll yeah. get into, were a big part of production on this song, and they're oh, really? not. Pharrell is a vocalist. He's not part of the production. Really? It is. Yeah. And I learned this recently. Wow. Calvin Harris is the 
producer. Let's really get into kind of a couple of things first before we get to that, because there's a lot that I want to talk about as it relates to that topic um, and a couple of others. But I'm loving this choice right off the bat without listening to it, which pretty much everyone has at this point. It would make you think, what is this group going to sound like together? Mainly because you're pulling in talent of all sorts, almost like they're pieces of a musical puzzle. Like think about those four people. They're right. all in a pop category, but they have a very unique sound. So, right. um, and I, and to comment on that, I would have never put all those artists together ever. No, you wouldn't think to. No. It's an interesting group. Each one of them, we'll talk about it, has very specific background. By the way, to our listeners, if you hear anything in the background, there is a baby in the room with us. So <laughs> you may hear some really, uh, speaking of unique sounds. Yeah. <laughs> You might. We have a third wheel in an entrance today. (laughs) Yes, we do. He's definitely making an appearance on today's episode. So as we start to discuss this, I'm going to approach this a bit backwards because I want to start with Pharrell. So you hear him on songs and think, wow, he's fun. You know, he always brings that element of fun is such a like mundane word. I feel like it is. It's like, yes. And I feel like just his voice is like, it's very light. It's very like, it's not airy, but it's light and it brings just this softness to the music. So like the, he, he could have like a stronger beat or I don't know, more prominent bass in the music, but when like paired with his voice, it brings that a different element to the whole thing. It creatively, he is uber talented. Right. There's so much that he does that people don't even know. So if you know him as part of the Neptunes, um, he is a significant part of production for, here I am being biased, but yes. Justin Timberlake, yes, um, Justin Timberlake albums and tracks. I mean, he really is credited to a lot of those. If I take myself out of my feelings, I think about some of the songs that, that they've produced together and that the Neptunes have had a part of. They're so different, and there's so much thought that goes into them. Agreed. Agreed. In case you missed it, the Neptunes are a production team that are comprised of Pharrell and Chad Hugo, and you don't hear Chad on tracks like you do Pharrell, because he stays more behind the scenes, um, but that's just a little additional information there. But, I didn't know that. That's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they're underrated. There's a lot about yeah. them. That, I mean, there's a lot that they do um, and that they produce that people don't even realize. They think it's the artist. Right. And maybe some random producer. But no, it. the yeah. Neptunes have a lot of work credited to wow. them. They've been around since 1990. And for the song Feels, like we were saying, Pharrell is on vocals. So mm. he's not a producer. But he is credited with writing the song in conjunction with Calvin Harris, Katy Perry, Big Sean, and Brittany Hazard. If I am saying that last name incorrectly, I apologize. She also goes by Stara. That is her stage name. She's a singer, songwriter, and rapper. So... I have something to say, and maybe this is part of your topics for the podcast today, but there's a theory out there about the writing and the lyrics and how it potentially takes a dig at Taylor Swift because <gasps> Taylor Swift and Calvin Harris dated. Okay, so I forgot about that. Like, why did that escape my mind? I know it happened, but that part of right. the, of Taylor Swift's and you know world that has escaped my brain. Right. Very interesting. 
And now it's getting me thinking. And now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. So <laughs> I'm here a, with you. <laughs> I've got a lot to research on this topic because that is very important in yeah. relation to this song and unrelated to this song. And you might have there, you know, thoughts about the lyrics that might be new to me. But. Do you think that it was Katy Perry saying don't be afraid to catch feelings to Calvin Harris and that's why she was mad? I don't know. I, I, I mean, mean, it could, but then you have the whole like popping pills and, yeah. you know, that like there's a, you know, we only see so much of these artists yeah. in their music. And so like, I mean, it just gets your brain going. You're like, okay. Okay. So back to Pharrell, his early work. Again, with his production that you don't even know he's behind. And think about everything that he has been a part of that you know of. (laughs) Of course, A Room Without a Roof. Or as you may know it, the song Happy. Uh, (laughs) Right. That that is like such an epic song. There's nothing to it other than being happy. And it just worked. Mm -hmm. It worked at the time and it works forever. Yeah. But the lyrics are so simple, yet mean so much, right. depending on where you are in your life. Exactly. And yeah. even if you're a toddler or you're 100, I feel like it can resonate. A toddler would really like that song to dance yeah, to. I think so. I think so. <laughs> um, but somebody who is older and has lived their life and enjoyed it and had so many happy memories, it's right. applicable. Yes, totally agree. Yeah. So Feels was recorded and produced by Calvin Harris and was actually, back to what you said earlier, was featured on his 2017 album. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I was surprised that he that some of the songs that he released that year were on this album, but it's on Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1, which is his fifth album. Got it. The same album, and this song actually reminds me of you, the same album that Slide, featuring Frank Ocean and Migos, That's another good clap. That's like another podcast. Oh my God, that song is terrific. It is, it literally makes me get up out of my chair and swing my arms around in circles. Oh, I Every love it. <laughs> time. Like, I, I love that song. It is, one. it's a good time. Yeah. So it was on the same album as that. So to give you a frame of reference and timing, Feels debuted at 50 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in the U.S. and got up to 20, surprisingly not higher than that. But in Canada, it peaked at five. And in the U.K., it was number one, as well as several other countries at the so time. Isn't that weird? Is it because Calvin Harris is British? Or he's actually Scottish. Okay, but I but um, like their Scotland is close to Britain, so maybe you know, it maybe has, it's like a geographic thing. I actually think it is. I think it took off there more than it did here, and I think it took time to take off here. But I do. This is what I was going to say earlier. Despacito was popular at the exact same time, and so that just like skyrocketed. Oh yeah, everybody loved that song. Some people might not have loved it as much as others, but you couldn't help but sing that song. When that came out on the radio, because at that time I didn't have a subscription service. I was listening to the radio in my car and you couldn't stop listening to it. I would listen to that song on repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a catchy one. It's a catchy one. Although Justin Bieber doesn't know how to sing lyrics like he got it <laughs> yes, he got him down for the recording thing. but after that it just went down that was the whole thing there. I mean I will say I am a big fan but it might not have been the best let's sing it live yeah just yeah. listen to the recording <laughs> but it's such a good song another thing that's really cool is some of these artists obviously you know they have a stage name so Calvin Harris 
it's not really named Calvin Harris. His real name is Adam Wiles. So be- oh. before he was Calvin Harris, he actually worked at a grocery store and fish market to buy DJ gear when he was a teenager in Scotland. Oh and he God. recorded demos in his bedroom and ended up being discovered through MySpace. So we Whoa. were talking about platforms earlier. And so this is a prime example of somebody who is extremely successful that was discovered through MySpace. It's a sign of the times because MySpace is not a current platform for us. I think it still exists in relation to music, but there's not, I mean, it's not what it was. That was really the beginning of putting everything on social media. I remember that. And it's so interesting because when I was getting my degree in performance, I, um, I studied at USC, so Southern Cal, and I had a internship at so, uh, the Sony BMG office in LA, and I was in charge of updating all of their MySpace content. Really? Yes. I never knew this either. And it was, it was, you know, so I was in college, and so Facebook was kind of taking off. Oh man, you were probably on cloud nine. Yeah, and but but it was so interesting because I never liked MySpace because. I enjoyed the internship, but it was interesting how they were using that as a platform for their artists. But I mean, look where it is now. It's just, and maybe it's used, I don't even know. It's just look at all these other ways to build your brand or to get yourself out there. Yes. Um, But it's interesting. It's at your fingertips now, whereas that was the platform. Exactly. YouTube still, and it has been in existence, and it has been... um, a great way for artists to get their their name out there mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I think that's been consistent over time. In fact, it's probably gotten yeah. more of a significant platform. You know what's interesting too is what's funny to me is that like Calvin Harris and Adam Wiles are very generic names. That was an intentional move on his part. He didn't want listeners to identify his music by race or who he was personally. He just wanted to have a generic name. And I feel like with a lot of artists, their name makes a statement. So this is an unconventional approach. Anyway, we digress. Anyway, he used to sing vocals on many of his tracks, but then after the song Used to Hold Me came out in 2010, he started having a mix of other artists as vocals on his Mm -hmm. tracks. So you don't hear him as as much anymore. Yeah, you're Um, right. That's a great observation. It's really interesting. Why, Why do you think artists do that? Like, you know, they're, they're DJs, but then they have vocal talent, but maybe it's, they want to just the names, the the names and collaboration and being able to be in that producer seat as well. I think so. I think they have a knack for that. And I think that they also thrive on the production part of it because think about it. Like if you're a DJ, you're really, you're, it's a compilation of Mm -hmm. various sounds, various artists instrumentals and so I think you're kind of you have your producer hat on all the time so they probably want to be able to work with other artists and use their name to you know boost their song but also compile sounds of various artists so I wanted to talk about Katy Perry real quick just to give you an idea of using stage names Perry is actually a stage name generated from her believe it or not her mom's maiden name so her name's not really Katy Perry but she was a perfect addition to this collaboration because her vocals really like you said earlier Pharrell really has that soft feel whereas Katy Perry does but her harmonic vocals perfectly complement the funk and soul I think that Mm -hmm. Calvin Harris Pharrell and Big Sean bring to the table on this particular track. I totally agree and 
I really like this song because it's a different side of her because if you think about her songs, she's usually hitting all the octaves. Uh -huh. I mean, if you think about Firework, it's the, her vocals are front and center. And here it's just like, it's a different side of her. I, I really like the just different approach to this and how she's balanced with all these other artists. It You read my mind because if you think of all of Katy Perry's singles, you would probably associate so many memories with them. They're very specific and almost thematic. Yes, yes. They are. I mean, they are so specific to a topic. Firework, um, Dark Horse. Yes. Um, um, California Girls. Like, they're so yeah. cute. Does yes. that make sense? Yes, it's just there's like a cuteness yeah. element yeah. to every single one of her songs. I mean, Dark Horse probably isn't cute, but it's thematic and it's... Yeah. Um, roar roar yes and yes remember okay so I want to talk about this really quick she's such a success and I will never forget her Super Bowl performance she performed at the Super Bowl when it was in Arizona mm -hmm. which is so special mm -hmm. and I actually volunteered that year at the um, fan experience but also in the media area so I was it was like the fan experience where the media was stationed and could like set up shop and I got to attend her press conference and I have to tell you I was in awe she was so genuine I didn't meet her but I saw her interact with a lot in the media and I was just you never know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And she was sweet and kind and um, just not demanding in any sense. And I remember <gasps> watching the Super Bowl that year and crying oh my because gosh, I and... felt like I knew her. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And my family was like, why, why are you so emotional about Katy Perry? You know what? Usually I only get like this about Justin Timberlake, but today I feel a real connection to her. That's awesome. And yeah. <laughs> well, and she was also in your, you know, she's also in your territory. Your she was. Home it was really cool. At the time. Yeah. And it was an amazing performance. Roar yeah. specifically was yeah. really cool. I remember the, the, yes. the animals and oh yeah. That Nobody was really can see neat. this, but you're demonstrating what she was doing. Yes, and that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm thinking of her arms like that. <laughs> Yes, it was so good. Um, well, I think I think everyone has always said she's just a very genuine person. Like she, what yeah. I know about her, I don't know a lot, but yeah. she comes from a very religious family. Yes. And, you know, I think growing up before she started really branching out and, and putting and herself in. Yes. I mean, I think she, her, her family was not very supportive of her singing and, um, you know, being in competitions and you know, being the artist that she wanted to be. Well, so. she had to push through and look where she is. Exactly. Um, can I talk about Big Sean really quick? Yeah. He, this guy, he moved to Detroit when he was really little from Santa Monica, went to high school, was a pretty good student from what I have seen. I guess you could say academically focused, but he always had a back for music and he entered a weekly rap battle on a local radio station that eventually led to Kanye West discovering him and signing him to his label. Okay, it was I, called Good Music. I had no idea yeah. Kanye West discovered him. Yeah, Big Sean. Yeah. He comes in in kind of an abrupt way in this song. It's kind of unannounced or unexpected almost. Agreed. But it adds to the quirkiness and spunk of the song. So I think holistically, that's the word that I would use to describe this, spunky. That's the word I think of with feels. Yeah. I, I agree, and the cover of the album, and you answer my question about whether this was an album or yeah. a single, is 
these palm trees and it and just the video and the video and I just think it it has that like chills but upbeat spunky vibe yeah it's a perfect collaboration yeah. of artists and Calvin Harris is a genius when it comes to bringing artists together at this yeah. point in his career and we, we could talk about like Oh. Five more collaborations that oh. ha- are just like, they're like top 40 hits that will never go away. Yes, and artists like Frank Ocean, for example, I discovered him because of Calvin Harris. See? Because of yeah. Sly. And I wonder how often that happens. But unrelated and moving on, is there an artist from Feels that you would like to see collab with an artist in the future? Oh gosh. Or any two artists for that matter. I think Pharrell, he's the collaborator like of of this group. You know, he's the one that has already done this for years and years and years. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to see him like he's I think definitely he's, got seniority. He's got seniority here. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. So um behind the scenes, but for some yeah. of it, but yes. One that has taken place, which kind of ties back to the whole Taylor Swift thing, is that I mentioned earlier is that I really enjoyed, I, I truly genuinely enjoyed this song, but it's Calvin Harris and Rihanna, This Is What You Came For. That is one of my favorite songs of all time. Yes. Like, it is so good. So you want to- I he- love that song. So you want to hear the other Taylor Swift thread in this? And, and and to answer your question, I love that collaboration. I think them doing more together would be amazing. But- the other theory out there is that before Calvin Harris and Taylor Swift broke up, she had written This Is What You Came For. Mm. And what? Yes. And she she My mind um, is blown. Yeah. She goes what? under, if you look up this up online, for those listening to you can do this. Um, you can look up her name is disguised under the writing the writer list of the song. And that's the theory. And Calvin Harris, I think had intended to choose Taylor Swift to sing it, but they broke up, so then he chose Rihanna. Wow. So that that's also another podcast topic. Oh, yeah. Okay, I just looked this up. She performed this song. Wow. Okay, so she played this song that she co-wrote. She co-wrote it. What? But not a lot of people know this that. This was years ago. I had no idea. Wow. And oh, I just got a... This is... I just got us off on another tangent, but it's, say, it's all connected. This is real hot off the press info. Let me tell you, I'm going to go down another rabbit hole. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but now I want to listen to her sing it. I wonder, I'm going to see if there's a recording of it. There might be. Well, we're out of time, but I wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show. It was great to have you here. And what an awesome song. I especially loved it because there were four artists we could talk about. Whereas yeah. sometimes we talk about two, sometimes yeah. we talk about four. But it's exhilarating because I like to see kind of the history of all of them and their careers. The popularity of these artists were really a reflection of a specific time frame. Because oh, this is this is a good one to talk about. It definitely was, and you just provided some really healthy information. I don't know why these are still, you know, in my memory, but no, but they're interesting facts. Really interesting, and hopefully provide a unique perspective for our listeners. Thanks for having me, Thank AC. You. I would love to come back anytime. I would love it. Think of another song you want to talk about. Okay, sounds good. So with that, we're signing off. Until next time. <laughs>